Welcome to The Sale Ring, a podcast dedicated to real estate brokers, agents, and America's top auctioneers that keep the markets moving. Join your hosts, Sean and Trina, as they talk with most successful realtors, marketing and technology experts, investors, and influencers. Welcome to The Sale Ring. All right, we're back. Yes, we're we are. back in the studio, and we got. Uh, this will be fun. This will be fun today. We're going to talk about YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of YouTube. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think everyone's we, a big fan of YouTube. I haven't Mr. met a person yet that isn't. We got Mr. Jeb Brantner here in the studio with us, and he is the marketing coordinator for United Country Real Estate. Uh, and a YouTube specialist. We recently found out in a conversation with him here in the office that uh, he uh, spends a fair amount of his time on YouTube helping other people promote <laughs> properties, promote themselves, promote their companies, and uh, he's uh, he's gotten very good at that. So, Jeb, thanks for joining us. Yeah, oh, you. yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's uh, exciting. I always love to talk about YouTube and Various other things. <laughs> uh, well, you're on the right show for that. Yeah, yes, you are. We never seem to stay on top yeah, here. So. That's right. But now we'll have we'll have a lot of fun though. We'll talk about um, talk about YouTube and some of your experiences and how people that are in the real estate profession, the auction profession, can leverage uh, YouTube. One of the things that came up in the conversation the other day, and I'd love for you to elaborate on it, I wasn't personally aware of how prominent YouTube is as a search engine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's. Um, I believe in that conversation we brought the point that currently, right now, it is the second largest search engine in the world behind Google. Um, and there's about 2 to 3 billion users on YouTube and I'd say anywhere from like 12 to 14 billion like views per video a month like mm-hmm. just absolutely ridiculous numbers and even there's more traffic on YouTube I believe than Facebook, Instagram, everything else combined. So That's crazy. Yeah, I know. It's wild to think about, but I mean, it's been around for almost 20 years. Well, and, and you don't necessarily have to join YouTube like you do yeah. Facebook. Mm-hmm. And you exactly. don't have to have a profile yeah, to look through it. Yeah. yeah, and something else I've always found interesting about YouTube, because it is technically, in addition to being a search engine, I mean, it's also, in part, a social platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, something about it that always kind of intrigued me was just its demographic numbers like you'll like tiktok for example that skews much younger facebook is kind of middle skewing a bit older Mm -hmm. youtube across all age groups is pretty consistent views wise so i mean it's dragging in people from all age groups and yeah um yeah my eight-year-old has a YouTube channel, so just to put this in perspective, <laughs> yeah. That's it. I mean, wait, he has a YouTube channel? Yeah. Oh yeah. What, he has what's one. That? Um, he does like shoe. My husband gets him on there to do shoe reviews and things like that. So that's hilarious. Um, he has that's that channel, amazing. and then he has one where he just kind of runs around with his friends in the neighborhood and posts videos on it on YouTube. About that's it. incredible. You got to give me the about channel name adventures. after this. Also, I, I will. <laughs> I will. Awesome. He's actually kicked off of YouTube right now because it's not really made for kids. So he picks up some weird things off of YouTube and gets in trouble. Sometimes. So when you but hear yeah. these terms like influencer, yes. is that 
relevant on YouTube also? Can you be a YouTube influencer or is that just more like on social channels like Facebook or Twitter or Instagram? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a massive thing. I'd argue YouTube was sort of the genesis of like the modern day influencer. Like I remember growing up because YouTube has been in my life for quite a while. I I grew up watching it back in its, uh, like beginning the main drawing points, like in regards to traffic and how the algorithm functioned, it was mainly all clicks and like clickbait content that was king. And during that, that's when a lot of like prominent figures started to arise. Um, And a lot of them have transitioned successfully into like other entertainment mediums like film and television. And yeah, it's been a huge jumping off point. And I guess that's also reflective of just how big it is as a platform, as we mentioned Mm -hmm. earlier. Um, And with that in mind, I think another thing we mentioned in our conversation prior to this podcast is I feel like YouTube even now is a bit underutilized for the purposes of real estate and auction marketing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, Well, so let's think about it like this, because here's what I find, you know, at at my age, at at somebody that's not, you know, considered a young individual or um, part of any, you know, uh, I don't know social movements right, right now, right. you know, I'm, yeah. I'm probably getting into the demographic. Now they're saying, eh, that guy's probably not a user anymore. I find myself going to YouTube most of the time. Um, now I'll, I'll, I'll give this one caveat. If I want just mindless entertainment, like I'm, it's been a, been a long day and you've dealt with a lot of problems. You go home and you maybe get Facebook out and you just look at some, what do they call them? Reels or the short videos or mm-hmm. look yeah. at some videos on there. And when you've, looked at those, you may open up YouTube and just, you know, I, I don't know, a, a cat jumping on somebody's head or something, yeah. you know, just something yes. weird, just a, I don't want to think about anything. I'm just scroll. looking That's for what we call that. The death scroll. You just the sit death there scroll. and 55 minutes later, you're like, where am I right I'm now? I'm just oh. looking for shorts like that, yeah. that, yeah. you know, short videos that just, you don't have to really think it's just humorous, you mm-hmm. know, just comedy, just, okay. Park that off to the side. Uh-huh. The number one reason why I go to YouTube anymore is to learn how to do something. Tutorials, yep. Mm-hmm. I go there for tutorials <laughs> for education. Oh, yeah. So it seems to me like that would be maybe the, the the focal point if I'm a real estate broker or an auctioneer, which I am. And how can I start leveraging knowing that people my age are doing that on YouTube? Maybe we become subject matter experts in certain things that we do in the real estate or the auction business and start putting those videos up. Mm -hmm. And that's where we need your expertise as we get into this, you know, the show. And and this is what I'm hoping the listeners will get out of it is some really hardcore tips of here's what you put online. And then here's how you, you draw attention to them and better market those that they're up there. Yeah. And I'm absolutely happy to uh, delve into that. I mean, there's a tons of uh, different content ideas for, real estate and auction marketing that would be conducive to generating all of those things you just said. Um, the most popular by far, um, you know, in regards to personal branding, you could make, you know, personal videos of yourself giving market updates for your region, uh, just some informational videos um, about, you know, like the ins and outs of auction marketing, the buying and selling process for real estate. Uh, there's a tons of Pass you can go and creating your YouTube channel. Um, and then obviously the property tours, those are the go-to. Those are the ones that bring in quite a bit of traffic. Um, so yeah, uh, there's a lot of ways you can go with it. 
Sean, didn't you and Jimmy Dean record yourselves at the gas pump recently, auctioning off the gas as it went down, as the gas was like loading? And didn't you, I thought that you, may that may have been Jimmy. It may have been. So yeah. I think I saw that on YouTube as well. But um, he took I've never that. seen I've never seen the gas price going down yet. I no, would love not to down. do that. It's going up, but he was auctioning the gas price up was, as the it, pump was running. Yeah, it I think that hilarious. was Jimmy. I saw I saw that. Yeah. Um, I can't remember if that was Jimmy or not, but I did see that online. It was yeah. that was funny. Yeah, you know, anyway. so a couple of considerations are um, there's things that happen from real estate brokerage, <clears throat> and you have to figure out who your audience is too, because we can teach things in real estate that may not be as relevant to the the clients out there. Or we can teach things as real estate professionals that are very relevant videos. The content's very relevant for the clients, like market studies. You know, here's what the market's doing right now. But this morning in the office, just in real estate, I've had at least four things that I'm dealing with as a broker right now. And the conversations are probably not as relevant for the seller because I'm trying to solve some challenges behind the curtain, behind the scenes that... You know, you're you're transparent with your clients, but you're not always that transparent about everything. I can't tell you, you know, what's going on with the buyer and the seller. I need to figure this out and then figure out what the approach is to both of you. And so maybe there's things like, um, here's one. We sold, uh, we have an agent that sold a very, very large hotel. Uh, we closed on it on Monday. It's in uh, Hot Springs, Arkansas. And it was you know, upwards close to 20 plus million dollars. Well, the, the buyers don't want the actual price disclosed now. Yeah. So we're trying to figure out, well, how do you market that? How do you, how do you garner the attention and get, and get traction out of selling something that large without mentioning the price? And we're studying that as brokers right now, we're coming up with creative social content out there that features the building, the prominence of that building with a lot of city lights around it and just where it, it, it looks magnificent in some of the photos and we're trying to give accolades to the building and we're mentioning everything about it, but the price yeah. and saying, Hey, we just sold this. You know, if you have hospitality or lodging out there, we'd love to talk to you. So I think that, you know, that, um, I, I think we could give a lot of training videos. That's a long-winded way of just saying that. I go on YouTube to find out how to do something to, to train for training videos, mm-hmm. and I think that we could be better purveyors of that and, and deliverers of that as practitioners. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, that's a great way to get actionable engagement as well, um, withholding information like that intentionally, you know, because then people will comment like, oh, what's the price? What's the price? Yep. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. That's a great way to Well, the price was undisclosed, but let me tell you this about it, you know. <laughs> exactly. Let me tell you how yeah. great it was. It exceeded so. expectations. Let me show you how yes. great it was. <laughs> Trina <laughs> said it exceeded expectations. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's what the price was. <laughs> That um, and and I I use that. I mean, there's other. I had a phone call this morning, and and we're so far apart on the price of a property right now. You know, literally uh, three hundred thousand dollars apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just seller wants you know very very high expectations, and the and the buyers wanting. He said, "That's you know, I'm I'm offering to pay ten percent above market right now. Mm-hmm. This is it's just disproportionate." And. But how do you deal with that? I mean, is there a way that you can, it's like a shoestring. Is there a way that you can lace both ends of that together? And if so, there are going to be brokers or auctioneers that haven't dealt with that. They're new in their career and they're they're saying, hey, I've 
that was great content because I've never actually had to start working on both ends of that and start drawing it together, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's all about finding and identifying niches in your market or your region that haven't been touched upon as heavily. Because YouTube right now, just by the sheer magnitude of it as a platform, is a bit oversaturated with certain topics. I mean, it, it, the best way to, I guess, find like topics for videos is by conducting keyword research. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a couple ways to do that. There's actually... Uh, a Google keyword planner that you can access. Um, when you first create a YouTube account, it's automatically tied to Google ads because Google actually owns YouTube. So it's a nice little <coughs> two for one deal. You get a Google ads account and then also a YouTube. <laughs> Say that again. So Google actually owns YouTube. Yep. yep. Google actually the number owns one YouTube. search engine owns actually owns the number two. Engine. Yeah. That kind of cornered the market. Yeah. Haven't and they? actually YouTube and Google, their algorithm, it's not too dissimilar from each other. You know, when you, Google something that you're looking for the answer to, it's mainly filtered through your location. So say you and another person are in two different locations and you search the same thing, you're going to have different search results. But if you and that same person are in the same room together, it's going to be practically the exact same results. Whereas YouTube is heavily driven by preferences in your watch history. So say, I don't know, for example, just a random one <laughs> popped up the top of my head. Like say you watch like a, a cat video mm-hmm. or yeah. something, or like multiple cat videos, your feed, and it's all going to be mainly through like the YouTube recommendations. I think it's something like 60 or 70% of the total traffic on the site is filtered through the recommendations, whether that's on the homepage or like the videos on the sidebar. Yeah. And so it's heavily filtered through the watch history. So you're going to want to identify niches within your audience that would be interested in that sort of content. Like, you know what I was just thinking about? I know I'm staring at you while you're talking. (laughs) So it's, it's, it's learning, you know, from, from what your preferences are, what you like, and then it's yeah. recommending things to yeah. you. What was the TV? What was the TV thing several years ago that came out? I think it was, was it called TiVo? Was there a TiVo? Do you remember the, that? Uh, yeah, I mean. Okay, TiVo, I think, made recommendations based on your watch history. I mean, Netflix is start, supposed to do that, and but it, would it start does showing a terrible job because, of it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, you know, based on oh, you, since you, watch, you watch this, this, here, this, and watch this. this now. now yeah. I know exactly who you are. It's like, no, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> I was just in a weird frame well, of mind. Well, I think <laughs> what Jeb is saying is that, like, it, your YouTube, you said you watch a lot of, um, like tutorial videos yes. on YouTube yeah. and maybe Jeb watches cat videos and maybe I watch my kids shoe sneaker review things. So all of our search results, if we type in just a random, I don't even know what search we would type in that we would all get weird results yes, based on, on what we've past looked at. So yeah. uh, if you type in real estate, maybe you're going to see a bunch of real estate tutorial videos pop up, but Jeb's going to see a bunch of cats running in and out of houses and I'm going to see a bunch of shoes in front of a house or so, you know, something. Those along are that going lines. to be recommended to you, Jeb. But if you mm-hmm. go in and you actually search for something and say, listen, I want to know how to rebuild the carburetor yeah, in this car, yes. then it's going to show you carburetors. Yeah, it's going to be yes, specific. Yeah, 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 exactly. But on the introductory screen, it's going to say, oh, the cat guy's back. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. here's all yes. your stuff. Here's mm-hmm. all your cat. Exactly. kitty. Yeah. Here it comes. So, so I'm going to show you a bunch of cat videos. Yeah, it's yeah. like, hold on. Uh, I'm in a different mood tonight. Yeah, exactly. Show me dog videos. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, you know the number one thing that I've been watching YouTube for? It's my YouTube is my go-to place. For your girl stuff. That's exactly right. <laughs> when I Brazilian um oh what do they call that? Um uh like churrasco cooking or a Brazilian like um skewers, you know, yeah, rotisserie yeah. cooking and stuff. There's lots of videos. Um how do you say Fogo Fogo de Chow, Fogo uh, de Show, yeah. however mm-hmm. they pronounce it. The the guy that um, that built that he does YouTube videos on there and shows like how they prepare lamb and and mm-hmm. different types of meats and and over the the skewers you know marinades they use and it's very in depth because it shows you like all of the the ingredients I mean they're building the recipes and stuff right there in front of you on YouTube yeah. so it just I find that stuff kind of fascinating because I I don't take the time to read. A lot, but I'll watch a video. Exactly. That's how a lot of people operate. That's how most That's people how, operate yeah. nowadays. I <laughs> Good. Think. I thought yeah. I was an odd duck. No, so. no okay. not at all. No. Yeah. And that's actually um, one of the forms of content I make. It's like repurposing blog posts from a lot of our SPG sites and uh-huh. adapting them into long-form video content as like an alternative for people like myself that aren't heavy now, readers. talk about that because I imagine if I was going to do that with any of my blog posts, I'm... I'm imagining somebody just sitting there reading a blog post at that point. Like, that's not very exciting to watch either. Yeah, So, like, exactly. how would it's, you do that? Yeah, it's a real, like, ever-evolving process, learning how to create videos in that style, the kind of informational style videos. Because mm-hmm. <clears throat> at first, when I first started, um, like, I was just straight up, it was just a straight adaptation, like, through and through. Like, and the yeah. videos ended up being, like, seven, eight minutes long, and there was mainly just me voicing over across a slideshow. So over time, you learn how to make things more interesting. You employ Mm -hmm. more striking imagery, stock footage. I actually employed, we have a beautiful studio downstairs that I employ, record Mm -hmm. myself um, with lighting, good lighting, and just employing, you know, a lot of the, I guess, core tenets of video making. Okay. Yeah. What, um, I had a thought and I just forgot what, it was. oh, I know what it was. <laughs> Let's go back for a second. So we're talking about, um, the types of videos. If mm-hmm. you're going to utilize YouTube, mm-hmm. where can you become relevant? So, let's uh we'll take a commercial break here in a minute but before we slip away let's talk about what type of videos if i'm a broker owner auctioneer let's name five types of videos that they could focus on doing right now and first and foremost would be property right yep. yeah property tours. property coming up or and property doesn't have to be just a home or land uh, maybe it's a large equipment auction yeah. And you do, yeah. you, you go through and walk through that equipment and say, listen, we're selling, you know, this machine's worth $500,000. I mean, that warrants a little bit of a walk around with a video and, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, yeah. And <clears throat> anything for, you can even do something as simple as just like a little personal branding video, um, you know, something showing you engaging in the lifestyle real estate or auction that you're selling, like, you know. Just, yeah, if you sell a bunch of fishing property, maybe you're out on the boat and you're talking mm-hmm. about fishing. Yeah, that would actually yeah. be a put great, yourself in yeah. the element. Yeah, and YouTube mm-hmm. Shorts, which I'm sure we'll get into later on in the podcast, that would be a great venue for that sort of content. Mm-hmm. So it's short form and to the point, and you just be like, "Oh, that's nice. He's fishing." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know? And then also market updates for your region is also a really great one. A nice informational style video for both buyers and sellers to get 
them, you know, a bit of lay of the land of the current situation. I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Let me ask your opinion about this. What um, <clears throat> about anything that is related to if you're in the real estate business, auction business, and something's happened in that marketplace, in your marketplace, um, a big receivership, you know, something, somebody has, you Just know, news. faulted yeah. mm-hmm. out here, like, a, you know, but building development has, is either nearing completion or it's been taken back to the bank or anything, you know, somebody may be that something illegal's happened. What if you start giving your opinion on that, you know, and just stepping in as a, as a real estate company and saying, you know, here's our perspective on where this went south and, and you're branding yourself as a market knowledge yeah. expert and just saying, Hey, you know, we're not, not giving your opinion on whether somebody That's does something right or wrong. Say, but no, like, I think you want to avoid giving your opinion. What at, I'm saying you know. is, is you're, you're more or less giving your, your, you're stating here's what's going on in the marketplace right now. And what our stance is on it as a professional company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, is that, uh, you yeah. think that's something that would gain traction over time? Yeah, I think that's definitely a viable form of content. It would kind of go along with the personal branding aspect of things in the sense that you would be establishing yourself as an actual individual, you know, like, uh, for example, I guess to go on a bit of a tangent, like YouTube thumbnails, people have that perfected to a science nowadays. They have the striking imagery, the keywords and the thumbnail, but also, as of late, it seems like 99% of people, they put themselves in the thumbnails and that because that establishes like a connection with the audience. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so there's brand recognition, then there's personal recognition. People will see you as like a legit authority on the subject. So, okay. yeah, I yeah. think that'd be a great idea. Very cool. This is great insight. We started to talk about editing etiquette. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll get into that. Let's slip yeah. away. Let's hear from the sponsors real quick. We'll come back and we'll start off with that. And then we're going to get into some really cool stuff about once you get your video on YouTube, how do you market it and how can you market it outside of YouTube? We'll be back in just a few minutes. Dream of owning a country estate, historic home, or lakefront property? Log on to unitedcountry.com. Would you like to retire to a home built on breathtaking acreage in the mountains? Unitedcountry.com. Ever dream of your own private hunting preserve? UnitedCountry.com. Over 30,000 farm, recreational, and lifestyle properties are just a click away, helping people find their American dream for over 90 years. We will help you find yours. Log on now to UnitedCountry.com and find your freedom. Thinking about selling a real estate investment, but worried about the taxes you'll have to pay? Property owners just like you have solved their tax issue with a Starker Services 1031 exchange. One call could save you a fortune in taxes. Call Starker Services today at 800-332-1031 or visit online at www.starker.com and keep the tax dollars working for you. Are you looking for heavy equipment but unsure where to start? Then you need to check out AuctionTime.com. Buying great equipment has never been easier than bidding online at AuctionTime.com. What are you waiting for? Online auctions are closing every Wednesday. So register and start bidding today. AuctionTime.com. The way to buy heavy equipment. Crude oil, natural gas, coal. 
Buying and selling minerals is a breeze when you have the right energy professionals on your team. Mineralmarketing.com is a leading resource for America's mineral owners. Whether you're wanting to lease or sell your mineral rights, Mineral Marketing has you covered. Mineralmarketing.com, the oil and gas marketplace. And we're back in the studio. We've got Jeb Brantner in. And Jeb is the marketing coordinator for United Country Real Estate and a YouTube specialist. We're just now figuring that out, I guess. We uh, I, we need to communicate with <laughs> you more because I did not. Sean uh, doesn't know what anybody up here does. For no, I mean, I know what I know we what have you, a YouTube channel and somebody minds that. I, don't know I know what that, you do. But. That's 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 not accurate. I know what okay. he does. But then we get into conversations and it starts getting like, way past knee deep into YouTube. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, actually you could do that. It's like, all right, apparently you're spending a lot of time on that. And he goes, oh yeah. What'd yeah, you say earlier? After you've been a, you've been a faithful follower of YouTube since how long? Uh, yeah. I mean, I started watching back when I was like probably seven or eight when it first launched in yeah. 2005. Yeah. And yeah, I've been watching ever since. And it, it's really evolved in some pretty fantastic ways over the years. I mean, we've seen them going into the short form video content yes. game to compete with TikTok and Instagram reels. And they're also getting into live streaming, which is fascinating to watch. Yeah. Um, YouTube yeah. is. Yeah. And mm-hmm. is it is it a good system if you wanted to, like if we wanted to, to stream this today, is it uh, is it reliable? Is it something you'd recommend? Yeah, I think it's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I haven't experimented with the live stream aspect of things as much as like just the general long form video content and YouTube shorts. But from what I've seen and from what I've done, it operates fantastic. Well, that seems to be where it's at. These mobile devices we carry around in our hand now, Mm -hmm. i.e. our our phones, they're amazing. Yes. Mm -hmm. They're just, they're many computers. That's the work we're carrying. We're carrying around computers in our hands now. And Mm -hmm. it's like, Oh, this is cool. I I think I'll just jump online here. I'll I'll start streaming (laughs) this where the world can see me out here in the middle of nowhere. You know, I've Mm -hmm. got something to say and all of a sudden you're broadcasting it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's kind of fascinating. I'll throw another <laughs> statistic at you. I believe it's around like 60 to 70% of the views on YouTube come from mobile. So that's why Yeah, it's kind of imperative nowadays that you get into YouTube Shorts. Um, a, a good way to utilize YouTube Shorts is what I do, actually, is I repurpose content from my long-form content on YouTube. <laughs> so you, you it, cut, it's a, Yeah, you cut it out. Yeah, so and, it's a nice yeah. loop, a nice system mm-hmm. I've got going. So... I'll use short clips from like a property tour that's like, say, like two minutes long, and I'll just cut out like 30 seconds of that or edit it to where I get all of the highlights in one nice short package. So that's a nice way to utilize it. And then also back to the personal branding efforts, you could show you, I don't know, like say you own a ranch in Arizona, you could just show you riding your horse or something, you know, something that reflects that you're uh, an expert in your field and that's you live the lifestyle you yeah, sell you enjoy the same lifestyle yeah, to put you, in yeah. a little united country plug i own a ranch house mm-hmm. <laughs> not the ranch, ranch home just yeah. a ranch home in arizona awesome yeah i will be in it that, that's night, probably why way. that was in the back of my mind i was yeah. wondering why i pulled arizona out of every state that's probably why i, uh, I remembered I'm, you told I'm me sending that. off that signal because we're flying out there tomorrow night oh that's, nice yeah nice man a little sabbatical yeah that'll be awesome 
a working sabbatical. I was going to say, you're Look going at, on a sabbatical. Well, not, not you better so not awesome. be going on a sabbatical. Yeah. <laughs> Look that up. And, and that's, those two words are not supposed to They're be in not, the same no. sentence. But unfortunately, that's uh, that's what happens when you get yeah. away. No, oh, I'm just yeah. working remotely. <laughs> are you taking a vacation? No, I'm working remotely. Uh, well, I mean, it'll still be nice. You know, yeah, It'll still be nice, yeah. yeah. It'll still get hotter. Some, yeah. We'll still get some quality time. You're picking a good yeah. week too. We're going to be in like the 30s next week here again. So is that right? Nah, maybe 40s, but yeah. still, it's supposed to get yeah, a bit chilly. It's, it's going to yeah. get cold again next week. So you go to Arizona and have fun, and we'll be freezing here. Mm-hmm. So last year at the National Auction uh, Auctioneers Association, their their convention, yeah, we bought uh, Jimmy Dean and I. Yeah. We bought mm-hmm. a trip to Sedona, yeah. and we're going to go out to. We both have houses and uh, homes in Mesa. We're meeting out there with our wives, and then we're going to drive up to Sedona and spend five days. We're taking advantage of that trip. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. sounds like a good time. I think yes. in the evenings, it's still getting down to like the high 30s or 40s in Sedona. You know, that's it's up in elevation. So hmm. that'll be fun. Maybe we'll YouTube something yeah, out there. Yeah, take we'll some video take while some you're video out there. And say, yeah. Hey, here's me on a mountaintop. Yeah, exactly. Watch this. Yeah. Watch this. Watch <laughs> me fall down. <laughs> hold, hold my beer. Oh, <laughs> famous, famous last word. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about the editing. And, and I assume, do you have a preference on editing software? And, and just so the listeners understand, when you record video, there may be some bits in there that you want to carve out. The front end, the back end, shorten it up, put some music behind it. But most of that stuff's done with editing software. Mm-hmm. What do you use for that, Jeb? Yeah, I mean, there's a variety of different editing softwares you can employ. Um, I believe there's some that are even apps that you can install that are a bit easier to manage. Um, one is called Loom, and it's actually like a two-for-one. You can record yourself and then edit afterwards, and it's pretty seamless to use. Um, what I use and what I find to be the best option, even though it can be a bit pricey, <laughs> is uh, Adobe Premiere Pro. That is what I use for editing. Typically, I'll record myself over a Zoom meeting, like if it's a personal video, um, and I'll have about 30 minutes of raw footage that I'll then edit down into a video uh, with background music behind it, stock footage, other things of that nature. Um and it can certainly be, I'm not going to lie to you guys, sometimes it's an arduous process. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, it, it, it takes a lot of time. I've always said YouTube in itself, like keeping up with content and all that, it's a full-time job. So it, it's something that you do need to carve out a bit of time to edit and perfect your videos for sure. So you, do, it. what program do you use? Adobe... Yep, I use Adobe Premiere Pro. Premiere. And apologies, oh, yeah. okay. I said Adobe because it's I've right. been conditioned e since there. I was like <laughs> two or three or whatever to say Adobe. I don't know why. But that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. It's probably some YouTube I, video you Everybody, you Everybody in the other room gives me grief <laughs> for my usage of Adobe. Listen, that's uh, it's your key point of differentiation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what what makes you, you special? Mispronunciation. Yeah, that's what I specialize in. Is uh, Adobe? Yeah. I don't know. Adobe. <laughs> Have you ever heard of Adobe? Yeah. <laughs> Adobe Premiere. Yeah, uh, that's what separates me. Pro. That's <laughs> literacy. Yeah. <laughs> literacy. Being able to form sentences. Yeah. Uh, you said earlier, yeah. and I wanted to make sure I caught this because I'm going to put it in the show notes, 60% of video is viewed on mobile devices? Mm-hmm. Yeah, somewhere between 60 or 70%. The exact uh, percentage, um, I'm not fully sure of, but it's somewhere in that ballpark. It's an enormous amount of traffic. It comes from mobile devices. 
I don't watch. I only watch YouTube on my phone. Basically, mm-hmm. like I don't. Yeah. I don't sit on my computer watching YouTube. I I watch. I mean, I, I'm not. I, I'm not um, adverse to watching it on my phone. I, I do that. But usually when I, I get home in the evenings or on a weekend, I put my laptop in my lap and I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch a, you know, we're going to cook something kind of <laughs> cool. You know, I, exactly. I want to, I'm going to go buy meat and vegetables, you know, <laughs> and, and figure out what to make. Well, I get the laptop out and I'll, I'll think, you know, what am I looking for? <laughs> Fish, lamb, beef, whatever. And then when you narrow that down, you're like, okay, this one's cool. This one's cool. That you kind of hone in on, that's what you're going to make, and then you start just building your shopping list from it, and somebody's exactly. teaching you how to make it. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, and then fixing something, you know, that's an amazing thing. Um, I, I've had countless things that have been broken on both yes. oh, yeah. ATV. Uh-huh. I just installed a window switch and an ATV, uh-huh. and there was a little bit of a trick. Um, it's a fully enclosed cab and there was a little trick to uh, the clips on it to getting it out, went to YouTube and a guy said, Oh yeah. Yeah. I said, what you do is you use this kind of a screwdriver. You got to go in on the left edge and and you got to hold that clip in to pop it out. Kept me from breaking the clip off. You know, it's just little things like that. What am I going to do? Drive all the way down to the dealer and sit in there for an hour and have somebody explain it to me and remember it on the way out. Yeah. If you go in and sit down in your chair for five minutes to make sure you how to you. do it and yeah. go back out in the drive and fix it. So. That's the same. Like, uh, we just had my brakes redone. My <clears throat> husband redid my brakes on my car, and he couldn't get one of the calibers to cooperate. And yeah. YouTube it went, and bam, done. Five minutes in and out is perfect. I, I so. just I think where we're at, market studies, self-promotion is great. Yeah. But there's an old adage. We had the, I had this conversation in the parking lot just a little bit ago actually with your boss and uh, it was about doing (laughs) outbound marketing and outbound mailings and I said here's the old adage I've heard this for it was drilled into me 30 years ago by the the people that brought me into the end of the business when you're sending something out information instead of a solicitation yeah if you will send them something that's informative they're more apt to keep it uh they're they're less um arguous about about receiving it you know getting the calls take me off your mailing list or don't send me this stuff they they value it and even if they don't value it you still don't seem to get those kind of calls where they say "Eh, okay i thought i'll probably Mm -hmm. do that and they throw it in the trash but they're not upset about it Mm -hmm. as much as just a hardcore hey have you thought about selling your farm yet you should i'm a great person you should call me (laughs) It's like, no, and, and now, you know, most people's visceral response to that, or some people's response is, I'm upset because you mm-hmm. have sent that. So I think that a lot of that can translate into this on YouTube is we need to concentrate on delivering information. Right, right. Yeah, I'd say that's one of the major pitfalls or uh, initial mistakes people make when they first make their channel. It, they use it primarily as a source for marketing, which of course that's the end goal, but to, you need to establish yourself as like a trustworthy source for mm-hmm. your audience first by yes, sir. creating that informational content. So I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, That's something that's extremely important to know. Well, so let's talk about the best practices. Now you've uh, you said Loom is that L O O M yep. editing yep. software, um, Adobe Premiere Pro software, and as Jeb said, there's a lot of those out there. Just search on Google, and and you're going to find a wide variety of editing software. But you've edited search this on YouTube, and they'll show you how to use it. Even search exactly, yeah. yeah. I, YouTube's I need, great for everything. I need to pay more attention to the mm-hmm. show we're on, mm-hmm. don't I? Yeah. So exactly. 
Now, what isn't appropriate when you edit it down for most videos, unless there's a reason for them to go long? What's a reasonable amount of time if you're um, posting something to keep somebody's attention? Actually, I think a common misconception is that longer videos on YouTube don't perform well. Um, there's actually a wide variety of videos that some, some even stretch to links of like an hour and up, which mm. is wild to me yeah. personally, but they're still extremely successful. Um, the reason for that is uh, YouTube about 10 years ago, one of the metrics they used um, in their analytics to drive traffic to videos was watch time. And as a result of watch time being higher in relevancy for videos, a lot of creators started making like super, super long videos. Well, actually it was two extremes. It was either really long or really short. Cause if you watch a really short video and you watch hundred percent of it, that's hundred percent watch time that counts yeah. positively for that video. But if you're in the middle of like a, say like 45 plus minute video and you get through like 15 minutes of it, that's still, it's going to rate extremely highly. Um, for YouTube in terms of relevancy. Yeah. So I, I would just say the best piece of advice is make the video, and it's going to sound very simple and <laughs> straightforward, but just make a video that you're confident that people will watch and enjoy. Um, and if that video turns out to be, you know, like five plus minutes long or even 10 minutes long, then, you know, so be it. As long as you make something that's engaging, informative, and is going to keep people coming back. So educate yeah. me a little bit because I'm, I, I almost want to proportion this in my mind as videos and shows. Mm -hmm. And I could see, you know, a lot of the digital shows like hunting and recreational shows are moving uh, from TV. They're migrating over to uh, what do you call it? on demand or, yeah, or just yeah. when you can open mm -hmm. up your laptop and watch it whenever you want and rewatch it and stop it and pause it and so there's a lot of migration of that happening now. But to me, when they get into, you know, 30, 45 minutes, an hour long, that's more of a show than a video. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, what I what I imagine a video being is, is maybe being shot with your mobile device. And, you know, it's uh, I'm, I'm going to talk to you about something like a market report or this property or something. But it's going to be, you know, two minutes, three minutes, you know. Yeah, and that's the beauty of YouTube. You know, you can diversify your content in that way. Um, you know, you can create the shorter form videos that are more informational and to the point, helping people out on the YouTube search. Or you could create like full length series, like uh, yeah. just top of my head, uh, Slade Prius, the Hunting Land Man. He's yeah. got a whole series with that name. Mm -hmm. And the episodes go up to like 30, 40 minutes, him just hunting and showing the lifestyle and also in a way showing his prowess and his yeah. knowledge in regards to hunting and hunting practices. So as long as the type of content you're creating serves a purpose and they're all like, they all serve different purposes, you'll have a fairly successful channel. And it's engaging. Yes. And, yep, yeah. Yep. People and just, all those like, buzzwords. And this is, good. I'm yep. two minutes in and it's just, it's getting really mundane or boring <laughs> and you know, I got to move yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard. I mean, the longer those shows are, the more that you have to hold their attention. Well, not only that, then you have ads involved in some of them and mm -hmm. making it past the ad break. It's like, ah, I'm done watching this anyway. Yeah. Let's just move on. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Something that I thought of while you were talking, and I, I don't know that it's really for this show because of the time and stuff, but it's another podcast show. If you'll come back and do another one is 
could you train people to set up? Because I know that there's a process to set up a YouTube, like a, a business page yeah. yes. on there and mm-hmm. how to set your channel. Is It's called a channel instead yeah. of a page? Yep, yes. yep, yep, it's a channel. And yet uh, setting up a business page for YouTube would be the best course of action just because on a business account with YouTube, like multiple people can be associated with it and, you know, you're not just tied down to yourself. Like say if you're making a channel for like your office or a bunch of realtors or auctioneers, Mm -hmm. you would want to set that up in business so they could all like jump in and contribute, uh, look into analytics, which are hugely important on YouTube, especially in regards to, there's one really awesome metric on YouTube um, regarding audience retention. And it'll break it down to the point where it'll say like the average, like length, I guess, um, for lack of a better word, that viewers like leave your video, you know, so Mm -hmm. we'll have that like viewers are, checking out of your video around this mark, like 35, 40 seconds. And that kind of informs your whole video creation process. You can jot down what didn't work in that section or things that maybe drug on a bit and people lost interest and you can refine your content in that way. That's interesting. You can start watching how that video, you know, what direction it was headed and where you're losing attention. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it's got a lot of the simple metrics that you could imagine would be a part of it. Like the traffic sources, is this organic? Is it coming from YouTube advertising? Is this coming from external sites? Um, And then it's got obviously what videos are performing the best, but there's super in-depth statistics like those audience retention metrics that can really help you build out your channel. I haven't uploaded a video in YouTube in a long time, but it seems to me like there was a way that you can go in and put tags. Yeah, uh, yeah, you can yeah. put uh, where, like keywords, I mm-hmm. guess, that tie that video to search mm-hmm. so that yeah. it yep. would happen to populate if somebody's looking for something along those lines. Yeah, actually, uh, I think this is another thing because when I first started out in YouTube, I also heavily used tags, but... In actuality, the tags don't do a whole lot in terms of discovery for your content, I learned. They're mainly utilized like for like commonly misspelled words to help people like come back to the video. The main ways you would want to employ the keywords are in the title and then the description. It's referred to as metadata for YouTube. The description, the title, and then even also the thumbnail. And another thing that's really, really great that a lot of people miss is employing text like in the actual video like say the first 15 or 30 seconds because that's when youtube's algorithm really picks up things most heavily is in the very beginning of the video and that also goes for the description as well like the first few sentences yeah. that is heavily tied into the search results so if you're display. writing a heading right now if i if mm-hmm. i gave you a video i shot of a of a property mm-hmm. just a, a home yep what what's your considerations for writing a heading like what are you- um, I, I usually break it down by the property type, the location, uh, and any other special features that it has. Like in the title, a description, and everything else in totality, I try to utilize at least five to seven keywords. I'd say that's a good floor for keywords you should utilize. And actually, another little known thing, <laughs> and I wish we had a visual aid so it could be easier to see. If you go on like a like say a competitor's YouTube channel, you want to figure out how exactly they're getting those views or like what keywords they're using. There's actually a little trick you can do. You can right click on the video page and I I believe it says inspect page source or look Mm -hmm. at page source, something along those lines. And then you control F, type in keywords, search that, and it'll display all of the keywords they used in that video. The ones that they typed in, that yes. they actually yeah. added yeah. Tied to their... Yeah, and that, that could be immensely helpful for you, obviously. Sure. Yeah, sure. you can see what works and 
Yeah. Yeah, it's like watching somebody else's uh, create a recipe online. <laughs> exactly. Like, now I got yeah. your recipe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, well, would you say, though, um, talking about keywords and, and SEO strategy with these videos, um, because most of these show up when you Google things as the top results on Google, mm-hmm. like like Sean said, if he's looking for a new recipe and he types in, you know, whatever, ahi tuna, mahi, mahi recipe, it's going to show like five videos first. Yeah, exactly. So is it important to use um, like Google SEO um, metrics mm-hmm. when you're adding tags and things like that in your video, when yeah. you're titling your videos? My, there's a lot of different like keyword research yeah. and discovery tools that you can utilize. The one I use personally is the Google Keyword Planner, which you can find in the Google Ad Suite, which I, I think I believe I mentioned earlier, you have to create when you're creating your YouTube account anyway. So yeah. it's, everybody will have it. But you go into there and you type out your keywords and they rank them in terms of both relevance and how, I guess, commonly they're appearing in other YouTube videos. So you can tell which ones, both which ones are super successful and which ones are oversaturated. Yeah. And so it's kind of a balancing act of finding the keywords that are still relevant but aren't super oversaturated. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You said Google Keyword Planner. Yep, the Google Keyword Planner. Okay. Yep. It's a very, very efficient tool for creating content. So let's talk. We're we're starting to get towards the uh, towards the end here, but I, I did not want to leave this episode without talking about YouTube Shorts. Mm-hmm. You had mentioned Shorts yeah. before. Tell us about that. Yeah. So it's exactly what it sounds like. It's pretty much YouTube's uh, answer to TikTok and Instagram Reels. They're about thirty second to a minute long shorts, um, and it's got its own separate page on YouTube, and. It's much, much easier to trend on YouTube Shorts because it uses the same sort of algorithm as TikTok and a lot of those other short-form video content uh, platforms while still retaining, like, YouTube's core philosophy of, like, watch history and all of those metrics. Um, It's very important to utilize, especially in regards to repurposing content. I believe I mentioned earlier Um, Mm -hmm. that's a very easy way to generate views. Um, you can pretty much post around three to five a week and maximize your views by like thousands of views potentially. Mm-hmm. So that's another very powerful uh, weapon in your YouTube arsenal, I guess <laughs> you could say. The one downside with YouTube Shorts right now, since it's kind of in its infancy, <clears throat> is you're unable to change the thumbnail for the short. So it'll select like a random point in the video which unfortunately can have some negative effects because maybe say I'm uploading a short of like this mansion in Texas and I titled the video like, I don't know, mansion in Texas. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Mansion. And then yeah. the thumbnail it selects is like the bathroom or something. Yeah. The bathroom yeah. is just yeah. the bathroom. You know, or like, a shed yeah. or something, you know, yeah. not attractive. Yeah. Yeah. That thumbnail is going to negatively impact the video to some degree. I mean, that's just human nature. You're going to see a yeah. thumbnail of just a random bathroom. You're like, okay, well. I- see the image and you say that's unattractive to it, me. Yeah. Uninteresting and I'm going to move on. Yeah. So a good way to <clears throat> sort of minimize that issue is utilizing captions for your thumbnails. So you can go into like a just image editing software. I I still just use Premiere Pro because there's a text option. And you build out captions for the bottom and top of the video describing, you know, like Texas mansion and whatever, how many acres, how many bedrooms, baths, just more information that could, you know, be conducive to leading people to watch that content. Do you have any shorts that are up right now? 
Oh, yeah, I got a ton of shorts. Yeah, so what, what do we go to? What would I search for? Uh, just United Country Real Estate, and then you'll probably have to go to my shorts tab. Okay. And then click on my channel. Yeah, just click on the United Country. Yep, right there. Oh. No, not Blackhawks. Not and looking at planes right now. The, the shorts tab, <laughs> the... You yeah, see, you see you where go. it says home? No, no. Home on the main show. Yep, yep, there. right there. Yeah, so as you can see, like the oh, thumbnail yeah. problem, it rears its head immediately. It, it goes to like the, which. Oh, yeah, I the, see like just a bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, and for the listeners, just so you know, I mean, what we're looking at this on a monitor and on a, on a TV, on a screen in the studio. When we do the next show, uh, mm-hmm. we'll record this on Zoom so we can we can actually show the screen. Mm-hmm. And we'll uh, we'll have an audio and video recording out here, so you can kind of walk them through that. And then we'll talk about building um, your business page, mm-hmm. building you know a company page or a what you call it, a channel yep. on YouTube, and and uh, give you a, a nice nest or a nice house to start incorporating all your videos. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and we can also talk about what to do with these videos when you're done with them. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, I'll tell you what, um, I'm going to go back here real quick because I, f- I found something very interesting. Just if you go to YouTube and you go to the home page uh, on, on the top left corner and you click on shorts, yeah, you know, the very first one that popped up this time and they're always going to be different. If I hit refresh, I assume it's, it's going to be something different. Oh, yeah. Well, well, it wasn't that time, but it will yeah. be whenever you go in and load it. The very first one's got 341,000 likes. Mm-hmm. People have given it a thumbs up. Um, it The second one's got 496,000. That's Gordon Ramsay. Mm-hmm. 170,000. I mean, these things are, are hitting the high notes. Here's the fourth one down. It's got 1.3 million. So, Jeff, do you see what something in common with every single one of these so far? They're all cooking They're videos. They're all food. To They're all yeah. about food. <laughs> exactly. I just wanted to prove I wasn't lying. No. It's, it, it, Sometimes it, it, you're like, I don't know what kind of videos that dude watches. <laughs> well, you do now. Yeah. <laughs> he goes home and watches food videos, which is not good for my diet. Tell me about it. It's yeah. It's destructive. It's treacherous. Yeah. I've been trying I love to lose to weight for like two years, and it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. I wish I could get rid of this hold. I'm going to have to stitch my mouth shut. I know. that's Just good. leave one, one open hole for a straw. Yeah, yeah, so I can maybe mumble a couple words. Yeah. And then go on a smoothie diet. Yeah, sound like the adults from Charlie Brown. Oh, this has been great. Jeb, yes. lots of information, yes. man. And uh, you... Uh, Clearly, know your know your market really well. Oh, thank you, man. So I appreciate it. We uh, we appreciate it, and we'd love to have you back. We'll talk about setting up uh, setting up those channels or the business page and and on YouTube, mm-hmm. and then uh, some techniques once those videos are in. How you can better market those, not just on YouTube, but what you can do with the URL from there from that that video on you know other avenues other yeah. marketing in terms of cross promotion on mm-hmm. social media sites and personal accounts yeah. yeah absolutely all right well thank you very much we appreciate you being in the studio and ladies and gentlemen that's it for this episode and we'll see you next time inside the sale ring
Thank you for joining us for today's show. To access all resources and links mentioned in today's show, head over to www.thesalering.com now. We appreciate your feedback and encourage you to share the show with other industry pros like yourself. Join us next time as we meet you inside The Sale Ring.